Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. In, that, in doing that, that keeps us in God's Word. It helps us to stay strong and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It's important for us to be in God's word. It helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God. It helps us to be focused on our souls. It also helps us to have a better mindset to be able to deal with whatever the day throws at us, to have a more spiritual outlook on life. But again, our faith is so important. It's something we need to never neglect. And God's word, studying his word, is key to our being strong in and even growing in our faith, as the scriptures tell us, as we noted, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life, I'm, I'm sure, probably some within your own family, in fact, who need to grow in their faith. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and about their souls. They need to change the focus and direction of their life, generally speaking. Help them to do this by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means as well. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can, literally. You may help somebody ultimately turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing that would be for them, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today. Start sharing. Make up your mind. Make that commitment and follow through. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today, talking about coming back to the Lord. How can I come back to the Lord? Well, first, why did Jesus come into this world? He came to be the Savior of mankind. When you think about the early statement, going all the way back to Matthew chapter 1, when God was preparing the way for Jesus to come, had not been born yet physically, but he was already preparing first Mary and then Joseph so that Mary, a virgin still, could bear the Son of God into this world. When you go back to verse 22 of Matthew chapter 1, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Then Joseph, being, being, a, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took him, his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, all of this was instructed by God, all of this was planned by God, and all of this was for the purpose of bringing the Son of God into the world as the Savior of mankind. You go back to verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they were together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being then Joseph, of her, Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was was minded to put her away secretly. That is 
basically, before they're even married, actually, they were betrothed, he would it would go through a process similar to divorce. But he was going to try to do that secretly, uh, keeping, being discreet in what he was going to do, thinking that she had been with some other man. But she had not. This was God through the Holy Spirit bringing the Christ child into her womb. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus came to be the Savior of mankind. In Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, Jesus said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15, this is, a worthy, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, to save sinners. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came into this world to call sinners to repentance and salvation through him and through him bringing them to God for that forgiveness and salvation. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ. Now, we've talked about this in the past where some people would, would protest and they'd say, well, what about all the people in the world who believe in God, at least in some form, but they don't believe in Jesus as God's Son and then their Lord and Savior? Again, we simply go back to the scriptures. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, as we've noted many times through these studies, this, the scriptures tell us, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus is the only Savior. Only through his name can we come to forgiveness and salvation. He came into this world specifically and purposely to be the Savior the Savior of all mankind. Not just one group of people here or another group there or one, people, one group of people from a particular background or with a particular uh, social standing. He came to call the lost and all are lost in sin outside of him. In Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 9, the Apostle Paul wrote, What then? Are we better than they? Not at all, for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, now that would mean everybody, that they are all under sin, all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside, they have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb, their tongues, with their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their, is under their lips. 
whose mouths are is full of whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness their feet are swift to shed blood destruction and misery are in their ways and the way of peace they do, have not known there is no fear of god before their eyes well well that's a rather lengthy description it really is rather nutshell in form that is very succinct in describing the ways of mankind outside of Christ. Kind of summarize it there back in verses 9 and 10, all are under sin. There is none righteous, no, not one. The 23rd verse of Romans chapter 3 says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Galatians 3 and verse 22, the scripture has confined, has confined all under sin. You see, that's the way it is. Without Christ, outside of Christ, without coming to him for forgiveness and salvation through him, we are lost in sin because the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. Now, the rest of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's what we want. Jesus came to bring that gift from God as an offer to mankind as they would come to God through Jesus, their Savior, for forgiveness and salvation. But failing to do so, when we don't respond to that invitation, that offer, we're lost in sin. And the wages of sin is death. God sent Jesus into this world as the Savior, and it was not just a verbal statement that I'm the Savior, as we read in Luke 19 and verse 10, or as we read from the angel to Joseph, the physical husband of Mary, before Jesus was ever born, saying, she's going to bear a son, and you're going to call his name Jesus, and he's going to save his people from their sins. That verbal statements, and because it's God's word, we can trust it to be absolutely true. We can hang our hats on it, so to speak, have confidence in those, those words. But it was not just a verbal statement. God sent Jesus into this world to be the Savior in physical way. He brought that spiritual message from the throne room in heaven. Salvation is through me. Forgiveness can be had through me as I lead, as, as through me you come to the Father. But God sent his son to the cross, to the cross, to die physically thereon. In Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 27, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once for all when he offered up himself. Jesus was not like the high priests of Old Testament Moses of Moses Old Testament law for the Israelites where they were sinners themselves and they first needed to offer sacrifices for their own sins before they could offer sacrifices for the sins of the people that they were serving. No, Jesus was without sin. He was totally pure. And he went to the cross to offer up himself one time for all time. That was the effectiveness of his being the Savior, the sacrificial lamb, spiritually speaking. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28, 
So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. He was offered. Offered? How? The 10th chapter, verse 10. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. He was sent to that cross by God the Father to die thereon and bear the sins of all mankind once for all. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 21, Paul wrote that God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. Not to be sinful, but to bear our sins on his own body as he hung on that cross, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God offered him physically on that cross as the perfect, pure, one-time-for-all-time sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. He had no sin, and thus he could serve as that pure sacrifice. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come to you at this time thanking you for loving us so much that you sent your son to that cross to serve as the perfect sacrifice to pay the price for our sin guilt. Thank you, Father. Help people to open their eyes to that wonderful, wonderful blessing that you offer them, forgiveness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Help us to have the humble heart to come to you through Christ for that forgiveness and salvation. Please, Father, please forgive us. We pray. In Jesus' name, amen.